Ladies and gentlemen, you are here today to hear about the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania 34. You're here with your boy Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports. This is the Outsider's Edge. Stay tuned. Yo, it's your boy, Damo, your WWE correspondent for Trackstar Sports, coming at you again with the Outsider's Edge, here to bring you the latest and greatest in the WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, the road has ended. WrestleMania was this past Sunday. They definitely put the E in entertainment. I was I was entertained. I thought WrestleMania was great. I mean, before I knew it, like I said, I realized it was had been on for three or four hours. I was like, when is WrestleMania ending? Like, it's going to be on all night. Um, yeah, I thought WrestleMania was was dope. Um, you know, had its highlights, had its lowlights. But overall, WrestleMania was great. I mean, they've had pay-per-views that were kind of just like blah, kind of all the way through. Or just had like these long kind of lulls in, in the middle. But, um... For the most part, I thought WrestleMania match to match was was entertaining all the way through. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody probably had certain matches they didn't really want to see or whatever, or didn't really care too much about. But overall, I thought WrestleMania was I thought WrestleMania was great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there was stuff you could have walked out on, but you know it is what it is. That's just you know that just comes with the territory. But I thought WrestleMania was great. I want to talk about these results for these matches. Uh, first of all, the first match, we're going to kind of go in order. Um, probably going to take a couple out of sequence to talk about them last. Cause those are probably the ones I'm most excited about. And pretty sure you probably can tell what those matches are. Um, but the first match, the intercontinental title match, intercontinental champ, the Miz in a triple threat match versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. The buildup for this match has been, was great. Um, the the rivalry between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, which goes all the way back to when Seth Rollins had the Universal Title, um, his I like the way they've kind of taken that, and Finn and Seth kind of have like this this mutual respect for each other, and and in turn they like competing against each other. They like trying to get one up on the other. And, but then that kind of has built a camaraderie between the two of them um, that I think works really well for the uh, storyline. I like the way they wrote that out, um, where even though they're kind of against each other, you have times where they really team up really well when they have to face off against The Miz. But another great match involving these three wrestlers. Um, I would love to see... Uh, I'd love to see them in the ring again. I'm pretty sure that that'll probably happen real soon. I'd love to see them in the ring again. Um, particularly Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Um, they just, they've had some great matches over the last few weeks. Uh, 
But Seth Rollins comes out on top and wins the Intercontinental title. So we have a new Intercontinental champion in Monday Night Rollins. <laughs> if you don't know, he burned it down Monday Night Rollins and won the title. But I like how Finn said it on Monday Night Raw, though. He said, there was a winner, there was a loser, and then there was me. Because Finn Balor didn't get pinned in this match. Seth Rollins pinned The Miz. So basically saying, Seth, yeah, you're the winner. Miz was the loser. But then there's me. And I'm coming for your title. But then right in that same segment, turned around and they had the team up together and face off against The Miz and The Miz Tourage, which Jeff Hardy made his return on Monday Night Raw. And they teamed up for a uh, six-man tag match. That's neither here nor there. Not talking Raw or SmackDown. I may interject some stuff that's kind of relevant, but I'm just talking WrestleMania today. Um, <clears throat> but the next match that I was really looking forward to for WrestleMania was Charlotte Flair versus Oscar for the SmackDown Live Women's title. I had picked, um, and just to backtrack real quick, I believe I had Seth Rollins picked to win the Intercontinental title but I have to double check back on that. But I'm pretty sure I did. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. I had Asuka picked to win that match. I didn't think her streak was going to end. But WrestleMania has kind of set itself up as the stage for, if you got a streak, it's ending here. <laughs> if it's going to end anywhere. I knew Asuka's streak was not going to end on network television. I don't care who she wrestled. Andre the Giant... God rest his soul, <laughs> could have come back from the dead and and faced off against Asuka. And Asuka's streak was not ending on network TV. It's ending at WrestleMania if it's going to end anywhere. And uh, I was really surprised that she ended up tapping out to Charlotte Flair. But it was a, uh, it was a great match. But then, uh, again, a little sidebar. Then on Tuesday, SmackDown Live... Um, you have the Iconics, I believe they're called. Uh, they faced off against Charlotte as she was coming out to kind of make her I, I won my title match speech. And they beat up Charlotte pretty bad. Well, lo and behold, Carmella comes in and cashes her money in the bank contract. And now, two days later after WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair loses her title. She's no longer women's champ. It's now Carmella. Carmella is the SmackDown Live Women's Champion. We'll see how long that lasts. I know Charlotte is coming for to get her title back. Next, we have uh, the U.S. title match, which was another, uh, which was a triple threat match. Um, you had the U.S. champ coming in, uh, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal and Bobby Roode. Um, I had, I believe, I had. Randy picked to win this match. Thought he was going to hold on to his title. And he was pretty close to holding on to it. But Jinder Mahal came out on top. Um, again, another rivalry. I, I kind of appreciate it. I like the, like the storyline that they're doing with them. Um, with uh, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Jinder Mahal. Now, with Randy Orton and Bobby Roode, they're kind of doing that mutual respect thing again. But that theirs has a little bit of a twist because they kind of don't like each other. But they still respect each other. So they kind of go at it. But I know Randy Orton's coming back to get his title. And actually, Randy Orton uh, faced off in a 
another triple threat match this past Tuesday against Rusev and Bobby Roode to see who would face Jinder Mahal for the U.S. title at Backlash uh, next month. So Randy Orton won that match, so he'll go to Backlash to face Jinder Mahal uh, for the U.S. title. I don't have that information right in front of me for Backlash, but um, stay tuned to Trackstar Sports on social media, and we'll have that information posted. And then, of course, you can always go to WWE.com and look on there and see what they have uh, posted for that. And, okay, our next match. Okay, skipping this one, saving this for last. Um, Next, we're going to the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles. Another triple threat match. uh, The Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day and the Tag Team Champs, The Usos. And the Bludgeon Brothers took a little bit of a beating, but they gave out more. They gave out so much more that they have won the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles. So the Bludgeon Brothers have established themselves in a very short period of time as a force to be reckoned with. Um, <clears throat> then let's see, where do I want to go from here? Uh, man, it's, 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 there's so many good matches. Um, let's go. Let's stay with SmackDown Live. And let's talk about another tag team match. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' job's on the line. If they lose, they're fired. It's great to see the return of Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement in full force. So, I mean, Daniel Bryan hadn't lost the hadn't lost a step. I mean, it's hard to believe. Time moves really quick. It's hard to believe that it's been three years since uh, he officially retired. Um, but he was back and looking better than ever. Um, Shane McMahon, uh, back too soon, bro. I mean, because, you know, he had some serious injuries from uh, when he got beat up by uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn a few weeks ago. And, yeah, they could have easily, Shane McMahon and and Daniel Bryan could have easily lost that match because of Shane McMahon's injuries. Not to mention the match started off uh, with, or before the match actually started, uh, Kevin Owens and Zayn jumped Daniel Bryan and uh, he was hurt for most of the match, which left Shane just, you know, open prey for them. But Daniel Bryan managed to get himself together and get back in the ring and pull out the win for Shane McMahon and uh, and himself. And now Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are fired. So what does that leave them? Well, without jobs, of course. But... They go over to Monday Night Raw. They beg Kurt Angle for jobs. Kurt Angle makes them face off against each other. But it was a no contest because both men were down. The referee got to a count of 10. Neither man was up. So the, the, the call was neither one of them have jobs. But I don't see that happening. I so we'll see next week what happens with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but I don't see them going anywhere. Uh, <clears throat> then next you have the Raw 
uh, women's title. Nia Jax versus the champ Alexa Bliss. Um, I actually picked Alexa Bliss to win this match. Um, I thought Alexa Bliss was going to outsmart Nia somehow. Because I feel like that's how she's been getting her lately. Is She's just been outsmarting her. I knew f- physically Nia's too dominant. Too big, too strong. Like Alexa had no chance. Um, she would have to pull some kind of trick out of that. And like I've seen her do stuff like in the uh, the match um, where she knocked her arm, um, where she knocked her arm out of socket and then popped it back in. It was like it was disgusting, but it worked and she won the match. I thought she might pull something out of her hat like that and beat Nia. But no, Nia Jax is the new Raw Women's Champ with the with the big Samoan drop off the top turnbuckle. <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, so shout out to Nia Jax. <clears throat> then uh, stay in the in the tag team. <laughs> go back to ta- to go back to tag team matches. Um, we have. The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Braun Strowman and who? You have no idea. So Braun Strowman's facing off against The Bar for the Raw Tag Team titles. He has no partner chosen. So what does Braun Strowman do? He goes out into the audience and picks this 10-year-old kid named Nicholas. Well, this was the... if. There never was a scripted match. This was the the most scripted of scripted matches ever. (laughs) Because Braun Strowman picks a 10-year-old kid to be his tag team partner. This is a a setup like, okay, Braun's going to win this. Either Braun's going to get beat down, which I doubt, or or he's going to win this match. Um... I had Braun winning this match anyway. It's like, he's just too big, too dominant. And if he has a a viable partner, he's good. So he picks this 10-year-old kid, Nicholas. Nicholas is actually the son of one of the referees for WWE. Um, I don't have his name right now, but he's actually um, the son of a referee that works for WWE. Um, This was kind of a shout-out to him. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, Braun Strowman uh, vacated the tag team titles. They said it's because Nicholas has scheduling conflicts because he's in school. But once he's out of school, they're coming back for the titles. You know, real cute. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to say I like the angle that they've given to Braun Strowman. They've given this comedic angle to Braun Strowman. Like first. It was just establishing him as this big, mean, dominant wrestler. And they've done a great job of doing that. I'm glad they stopped taking this dude who's like 6'8", 6'9", 385 pounds and having him wrestle a dude who's 5'9", and barely 200 pounds. I'm glad they stopped doing that. I know they, they did that to to kind of show you initially how strong he is, but they could have gave him better competition to show how strong he is. But... um. Yeah, so once they kind of established, it seemed like they established that angle for him as far as being big, strong, dominant. Now they're able to do other stuff with him, and they've developed this nice comedic angle. And I'll be the first to say, I have two Braun Strowman shirts. (laughs) 
when I mean when the when the thing was he's the monster among us. I got a shirt, black shirt with the white drawn a bronze face on the front. Yeah, monster among us. I I got a shirt. Um, and then the funny thing was when he first when he first made the, said this phrase, get these hands. Me and my homeboy said, yo, that would make a great T-shirt. <laughs> What do you know? Like a week later, I go on the WWE site. What do they have on there? Braun Strowman shirt that says, get these hands. I got one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they've made Braun Strowman very marketable. Um, they've come with a nice little comedic angle for him that really works. Uh, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite uh, wrestlers right now. Um, next, he just needs to get some hardware. Um yeah, he just needs to get some hardware under his belt. I don't. I would hate for Braun to be like one of those guys where, where when he finally does win titles, it's because it's so few and far between that you forget. Like, like with Mark Henry. Mark Henry just went into the Hall of Fame, and when you look at his like his stats of like stuff he's done, it's like you forget. Like, oh yeah, he did win the heavyweight title once and he did win that title once oh well i guess he is pretty good like <laughs> because it wasn't like it wasn't consistent was so few and far between like when you look at somebody like rick flair you say oh yeah rick flair 16 time champ you know you look at uh like triple h i think triple h is 15 times uh world champ john cena's tied with rick flair 16 times champ he's trying to break the record um you know, when you look at somebody like a Randy Orton, you can say, oh, he's been champ, you know, so, you know, so X number of times. Or you can say he's a Grand Slam champ. I think Randy Orton just became a Grand Slam champ this last title run when he won the U.S. title. Um, you look at uh, Roman Reigns. He's a Grand Slam champ. Um, Seth Rollins is a Grand Slam champ. Like, all of these guys are becoming Grand Slam champs. Um, you look at somebody like Dolph Ziggler, who people may not, you know, really recognize a whole lot, but Dolph Ziggler is um has won numerous titles. So it's like I would hate to see Braun Strowman kind of have like this long career and like nothing happen, and he not win anything. Like I don't want to, you know, like twenty years from now he's at the end of his career or whatever, and he's going in the Hall of Fame, and it's like he won the Intercontinental title once <laughs> and then 10 years later won the U.S. title <clears throat> I'd like to see Braun get, get some hardware <clears throat> but yeah that's my rant on Braun okay now we're going to get into some more good stuff more good stuff um, so then we have uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura the dream match for for the SmackDown World Heavyweight title. This match was great. It lived up to every piece of hype that was around this match. Uh, but I thought Shinsuke Nakamura was going to win this match. But no. <laughs> so AJ Styles retains his title. But Shinsuke Nakamura has turned heel. He hit AJ Styles with a low blow. He's turned heel. <laughs> the funny thing was on SmackDown, he, they did an interview with him backstage, and he was like, 
I apologize. But he was so insincere with his apology. Like, he know, you know he didn't mean it. And then he comes out and he hits AJ Styles with a low blow again, which AJ Styles faced off against uh, Daniel Bryant uh, Tuesday night on SmackDown Live. <clears throat> so if you haven't seen that, make sure you check that out. Um, another little sidebar. Uh, Monday, Paige announced that she was retiring from the ring. She's uh, been having issues with uh, some neck injuries she's been having. So um, she's had to retire. She's got to hang up the tights. But Shane McMahon, and I was wondering how this was going to work out because I was like, if Daniel Bryan is back wrestling again, how is he going to be general manager? Well, Shane McMahon has uh, released Daniel Bryan back to uh, competition and he's no longer general manager. He's picked up Paige as his new general manager for SmackDown Live. And she uh, made the match for Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, which that ended in a count out because Shinsuke Nakamura got involved and um, and attacked both wrestlers. <clears throat> but so it's going to be interesting to see where where the storyline goes with Shinsuke Nakamura. It was like he like everybody really liked him, but <laughs> so I don't know uh, you know where this going with this whole turn heel thing is with him. <clears throat> okay, I'm trying to think which one do I want to say for last. Um, okay, let's go here. Okay. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the Universal title. I was looking forward to this match. If nothing else, I was looking forward to Roman going to Suplex City. But my pick for this match was Roman Reigns was going to win this match and become Universal Champ. I felt like that was the setup for this whole match. But Roman uh, got defeated. Brock retains his title. Uh, Roman got busted open and got a bunch of stitches and staples in his head apparently um yeah he got beat up pretty bad i thought he was gonna win but brock pulled it out and uh i'm hearing uh rumors that apparently that uh brock and vince mcmahon got into an argument backstage prior to the match um i don't know uh because people were questioning if brock went off script when he busted roman reigns uh head open but um, apparently he didn't. He was supposed to win the match. I don't know. But then there was also, you know, talks of Brock going back to UFC. But then on Monday, they announced that Brock Lesnar had uh, resigned his contract with WWE. So, because apparently his previous contract was supposed to end right after WrestleMania. But... Brock has signed back with WWE, so he's going to be around, and he's actually going to defend his title against Roman Reigns again um, at the uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble event that's coming up. Uh, stay tuned for that. So you can go on WWE.com to get the information for that. That's going to be held in Saudi Arabia, so the event is actually on a Friday afternoon our time, because I believe it's at like noon uh, Eastern Standard Time. 
because they're going to Saudi Arabia to host that event. And that's where they're going to have uh, the 50-man Royal Rumble. <clears throat> so, yeah, so uh, Roman is going to get another crack at Brock Lesnar to try to get the universal title. All right. Now we talk about the big one. This was probably... These two matches, other than the title match, are like the two biggest non-title matches of the whole night. First and foremost, The Undertaker returns. John Cena has been calling him out week after week and he hears nothing. Then finally, John Cena gets a word, a referee comes up to him, because John Cena's at WrestleMania sitting in the audience with the fans. A, A referee comes up to John Cena, whispers something in his ear, John Cena hops the barrier, runs backstage. He comes out like 20 minutes later. He's dressed in, you know, full John Cena attire. He got the, the shirt with the matching hat and the wristbands and all that stuff. And he's got the towel. And he's ready to go because the Undertaker is here. He's going to show up. He gets to the ring. And then who comes out but Elias? Who wants to walk with Elias? Yeah, nobody wants to walk with Elias because they want to see John Cena versus Undertaker. <clears throat> Well, The Undertaker, well, John Cena beat up Elias. That was a no contest. <laughs> he just, you know, he beat him in a couple minutes. <coughs> Excuse me. And then The Undertaker shows up. And in return, The Undertaker beats John Cena in a few minutes. And after talking all this smack, John Cena was just like deer in the headlights the whole time. So I want to say... I went and saw the movie Blockers. John Cena's a great actor. So he did a great job of acting scared out of his mind for those whole few minutes The Undertaker was in there. But they're talking about this is the return. I think this is the end for The Undertaker. I think this was it. Him at WrestleMania. I think that was it. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Okay. Last but not least. I'll probably say other than... The two previous matches I just mentioned, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, John Cena versus Undertaker. This was the other match that I've been looking forward to the most. The mixed tag match, Kurt Angle and Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Because I want, I've been saying this. I want to see Ronda put her hands on somebody. Now, we've seen her put Triple H through a table. Uh, we've seen her... Uh, Chase Stephanie because Stephanie wasn't trying to have no parts of Ronda. <laughs> um, yeah, we've seen we've seen them handle stuff. Ronda Rousey was amazing Sunday night. She was she was really good in the ring. What she needs work on is she's just like on the mic. She's just not great. She's not entertaining on the mic, but she's great in the ring. I mean, she's just physically dominant, like. Yeah, I can't wait to see her. Um, don't sleep on Stephanie McMahon, though. Stephanie McMahon is pretty good in the ring. Um, she's in shape. She She's pretty good in the ring. But Ronda pretty much dominated her. Like, Stephanie had, like, a few moments where she was in control of the match. But the rest of the time, she was running around screaming for her life. But Ronda Rousey, like, this rowdy Ronda... Like that's working really good. like she she need I think she needs to take on that persona a little more 
because when she's in the ring, you see it. <laughs> and she's like very defiant. Like I wasn't thinking Rowdy Rowdy Piper when I saw her in the ring. I was thinking more like Stone Cold. Like just her attitude and the way she was talking junk in the ring reminded me of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I think if she can kind of take on that personality a little more when she's on the microphone, I think she's got a we've got a winner right there. But as far as like in the ring, um, for what I saw, she's pretty dope. So Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey win that match. I knew they were going to win that match because there's no way Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were going to beat them. Just it just wouldn't have even looked good. So yeah, so. That was WrestleMania. Those were all the outcomes from WrestleMania. Um, hopefully you you caught SmackDown and Raw this week to catch up. Um, now we're on our way to Backlash. Also, this coming uh, Monday and coming Tuesday uh, on Raw and SmackDown, there are going to be a there's going to be a roster shakeup. So some people who are on Raw are going to be going to SmackDown, and some people on SmackDown are going to be going to Raw. So we'll see what happens with the uh, roster shakeup next week on Monday night and Tuesday night. And that's in preparation uh, leading into Backlash, which Backlash, that looks like they're going back to the uh, to an old format of rather than doing a separate Raw pay-per-view and a separate SmackDown roster pay-per-view, they're doing pay-per-views uh, just like WrestleMania where it's both rosters combined. We'll see how that works out as well. Um, again, stay tuned to WWE.com uh, for more info on that. Also, stay tuned to uh, Trackstar's uh, pages on social media. We'll be posting info, information about that as well. Again, if you don't follow us, what are you doing with your life? You should be following us because we talk all sports, not just WWE. We talk all sports all day long, 24-7, NFL, MLB, NBA, you name it, we're talking about it. So make sure you follow us uh, at Trackstar Sports on Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram, Trackstars underscore sports. Also, make sure you follow our Debate Fuel pages. And that's at Debate Fuel on everything. At Debate Fuel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, make sure you tune in on Saturdays mornings, uh, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time for the Debate Fuel podcast uh, recording. If you miss it on Saturday morning, then look for the podcast. Uh, pretty much, you should probably be able to get the podcast Saturday, if not Saturday, by Sunday. Um, check out the podcast to hear my guys, DJ Jeremiah, Rick Sincere, and Derek Myers go at it about the latest issues in sports. So this is your boy Damo with... The Outsider's Edge, Trackstar Sports. Make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you're in the field with us again. I gave you all our social media handles. Make sure you follow us so you can stay on top of what's going on in the world of sports. And this is your boy, Damo. I'm out. Peace.